0: I'm Caitlin. I'm Rachel. I'm Emmy. So it's fellowship time.
1: That's the rumor.
2: There's a fellowship and there's a ring. Some elves are getting up to stuff and I guess a few hobbits.
1: I, li- I like hobbits.
0: <laughs> I've always felt actually a good kinship with hobbits because they eat and they drink and sends him on a quest.
2: Gandalf super doesn't really want Frodo to get out of the house. Suck it, Gandalf. Pipeweed? Pull up an armchair, grab a pipe and a pint from the Green Dragon.
1: So you want to read Tolkien.
0: Reading The Fellowship of the Ring. Okay, so here we are for episode... Shit. 39. (laughs) Here we are for episode 39. (laughs) uh, Chapter 4 of Fellowship, a shortcut to mushrooms. Everybody loves mushrooms.
1: I have some in my fridge. I don't love mushrooms, And I was surprised to learn that mushrooms are like the Ark and Stone of Hobbits, basically. You're you're, you're getting ahead of yourself.
0: The Ark and Stone of Hobbits. (laughs) The heart of the
2: Shire. (laughs) Yep. Farmer maggots mushrooms.
1: (laughs) Right? Like, that explains so much about this episode now. And also the little in-joke in that movie. Okay. So let's start with the characters, shall we? Yes, we shall. We have Frodo, our hero, who is happily walking through the wilds of the Shire, and Samwise Gamgee, who is not quite as happy to be walking through the wilds, but happy to follow Frodo, his master, wherever he may go. And then we have Pippin, who is sad to be missing the best beer in East Farthing by walking across country instead of following the road like a logical hobbit would. And then we meet Farmer Maggot and his family, who is... A farmer, most notably known for his awesome mushrooms. Uh, young Frodo would get into his mushrooms and the last time that happened, Farmer Maggot threatened to let his dogs eat Frodo and it scarred Frodo for the rest of his life. Fun times in the Shire. The Black Riders make an appearance in this chapter. They are still scary. They are still following Frodo Baggins. And then we also meet Merry at the end of this chapter. He has avoided all of the walking across the Shire and probably enjoyed lots of beer and hobbit comforts cheers <laughs> cheers
0: yes so the short summary of this chapter is that our intrepid hobbit heroes trudge through some unpleasant terrain toward buckleberry ferry eventually they come to the home of farmer Megget, who does not let his dogs eat frodo what a hero Farmer Maggot helpfully <laughs> transports our heroes to the ferry in his wagon, possibly saving the day. Also, there are mushrooms. Also, nobody comments on the name that on the fact that his name is Maggot. What?
1: Yep. There are some weird names in the Shire, though, to be fair. Like I'm
2: pretty sure if there are lots of maggots, you're not a very good farmer. I don't
0: <laughs> I mean, I don't see why being by a farmer would want to be named after flesh-eating worms. Yeah,
2: My favorite is not Farmer Maggot, though, but when you meet his wife and she's Mrs. Maggot. (laughs) Did you see the note I put at the bottom? No. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. (laughs) We'll we'll
0: get to that later. (laughs) Take it away, Rachel. All
2: right, so the long version. Um, The first line of this chapter is, In the morning, Frodo woke refreshed, which is just truly inspirational to us all. (laughs) I I (laughs) was writing these notes and had not woken up refreshed, and uh, I actually have a nice bed. But apparently it's a lot nicer to sleep outside in magical elf beds of trees and stuff. Like, it was a hollow tree, and he slept and woke refreshed. How weird. Very. Anyway.
0: Maybe you need to try some forest bathing. Mm, No.
2: Let's not. (laughs)
0: Which isn't, is not bathing in a forest, it's walking in a, okay, never mind, look it up. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's still, it's, it's cold here now. I don't really want to be outside.
0: Oh.
2: Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, Pippin questions Frodo about what answers he got from Gildor about the Black Riders, and Frodo there is some great shade that Caitlyn will appreciate. Um, yes. When Pippin asks, like, did you ask about the sniffing? I'm sure it's very important. And Frodo goes, well, in that case, I'm sure Gildor would have refused to explain it.
0: Article 5 in the list of why Frodo is Caitlin's favorite.
2: <laughs> uh, so anyway, Frodo then meditates on Gildor's words about bringing trusted friends with him, but Frodo doesn't want to put them in danger. Spoiler alert, his friends come with. Mm-hmm. Uh, Frodo then catches Sam watching him and asks Sam if he would come along. And Sam reveals that the elves had already asked him if he would follow Frodo. And he has this this great line of, Don't you leave him, they said to me. Leave him, I said. I never mean to. I am going with him if he climbs to the moon. And if any of those black riders try to stop him, they'll have Sam Gamgee to reckon with. So fierce. Such a good gardener.
1: So good. So sweet. Uh,
2: Sam also shares some lovely lines about how he feels about the elves having... You know, after now that he's met them, he Mm -hmm. says, he describes them kind of the best that I think we've seen elves described, which is, they seem a bit above my likes and dislikes, so to speak. It doesn't seem to matter what I think about them. They are quite different from what I expected. So old and young and so gay and sad, as it were. Yeah. Yeah. There it is. Especially
0: considering at least some of them were Noldor elves.
2: Mm -hmm. I also
0: really like that line.
2: Yeah. Just the, the dichotomy of everything that the elves are. Uh, so after all that, Frodo is understandably a little startled by this sudden philosophical change that has come over Sam, but they have a long way to go together and many more changes. <laughs> uh, so then Frodo decides he's going to cut cross-country rather than take the road. Pippin says that shortcuts make long delays, but also he wants to take the road because there's an inn along there that has some apparently awesome beer. I respect that. Like that's fair. If it were an, that's good road trip planning. If it were a normal road trip, that would be awesome. That's good planning. If you're being hunted by black riders, maybe not. Um, fair, I,
0: but I feel like that's something hobbits and their tweens would do. You know, go to all the pubs in the shire mm-hmm. and find the best beer.
2: There's definitely like a pub crawl. <laughs>
0: But like a countrywide one, you know, it's, it's,
2: it's there. It's. I have a t-shirt that I got for visiting, uh, not all of, but like all of the participating craft breweries in Jacksonville. So like, oh, cool. You made it to all eight. Here's your t-shirt. So basically.
0: Jacksonville?
2: Florida. Florida.
0: All right then.
1: Um. Where it's warm.
2: Do you, do you watch The Good Place?
1: No. Yes.
2: Yes? Yes. Yes. Yeah, it's it's where Jason's from.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that must have been terrible.
2: <laughs> it was fine. I mean, I was there like vacationing. Eh? So not in the Jason parts of Jacksonville. <laughs> right. Gotcha. Um anyway, uh, Frodo has an amazingly sassy reply that's uh shirtcuts make delays, but inns make longer ones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. Uh, then we get to the part of the chapter that's just some more walking, ambling, shambling?
0: I mean, it is difficult terrain, that's so it. it's not it's like a pleasant terrain, walk. So They're they going can't... down a big slopey thing, aren't they?
2: Yep, they, they aren't going to go very fast, and there are lots of brambles and stuff, and then there's some thick forest, and yeah.
1: It's a really thrilling read right here, yep. we can tell you. It's a, a great two pages,
2: but turns out uh, at one point they stop and drink what's in there water flasks, canteens, containers, whatever. And the elves gave the hobbits some like magic heartening elixir, which I'm still not sure if it is or isn't alcoholic (laughs) or just elf magic. (laughs) Uh, But they pause as hobbits do to sing a song. And it's super great that I wanted to read it. (laughs) It goes, ho, ho, ho to the bottle I go to heal my heart and drown my woe. Rain may fall and wind may blow, and many miles be still to go, but under a tall tree I will lie and let the clouds go sailing by. So it's just like about drinking outside.
0: <laughs> I guess that's not frowned upon in the Shire.
1: Nope. Nope, Public not. intoxication is celebrated. I did, I like however, it. think that this heartening elixir, like, come on, guys, you're singing out loud while you think you're being hunted by these weird... Hypervigilant black riders.
2: I know, every time they stop to be merry, I'm like, guys, guys. Come on.
1: Guys, yeah. guys, guys.
2: I do think that
0: singing in public always turns out bad for them. Pretty much. <laughs> so. uh,
2: and in this case, it sure does. Because yeah. right after that bit of merriment comes an eerie, piercing wail. And then an equally eerie response.
1: <gasps> <gasps> Who could it be? I always imagined it sounded like a loon call. I don't know why.
2: That is eerie, but not piercing. I Depends guess. on the loon, I think.
1: I've definitely heard True. piercing loon calls.
2: See, I've
0: only ever heard loon calls when I'm on vacation, so I always, like, associate them with relaxing mornings and, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> you know? That's fair.
1: That's valid. Yep. Um.
2: Anyway, eventually the hobbits emerge from the variety of rough landscape and uh, make their way onto Farmer Maggot's property which is super duper scary to Frodo. Um, he, when uh, Pippin tells him where they are, he looks nearly as much alarmed as if Pippin had declared the lane was the slot leading to a dragon's den.
1: He's got a little PTSD here.
2: Yep, led, led me to the a great would-you-rather question of <laughs> would you rather face Smog or Farmer Maggot after he's threatened you for stealing his mushrooms? I might take well, the dragon. It's not the threat. It's that he literally hit
0: Frodo when he was a kid. Yeah, you beat like, him pretty bad. Like, that's not cool, dude. He's not even your kid. Get your fucking hands off him. <laughs> is,
1: it, is it better or worse that it's not his kid, Caitlin? <laughs> like, I don't we've got f- some moral ambiguity here.
0: It's. I'm, I'm just saying it. like, disciplining mm-hmm. Frodo was not his responsibility. Or he should have kept his fucking hands off Frodo and just told him not to steal his mushrooms. This is some crazy entitlement here and farmer maggot can fuck right off
2: i mean to be fair he told frodo off the first several times (laughs) not that (laughs) not that i condone the beating but at least i condone i might condone the scaring him with the dogs yeah okay sure but don't hit kids
1: valid i think
2: controversial stand here on the (laughs) on the (laughs) podcast today don't hit children especially like
0: was frodo an orphan by then Like, was anybody looking after him? Who knows?
2: Yeah, I'm pretty sure this was during his period of being orphaned and living at...
0: So he was this wild kid who was sad about his parents dying and just wanted some mushrooms, and this strange maggot man beat him. I'm sorry, but I hate Farmer Maggot. Carry on.
2: All right. Well, we have to talk about him a little bit more. Yeah. But anyway, I would be appropriately terrified just from having dogs set on me, so... Oh, so would I. Yeah. Um... But uh, they do uh, eventually encounter Farmer Maggot, uh, and also his dogs. Poor poor Frodo is pretty rightfully terrified at this point. (laughs) Um, Pippin's as
0: happy as can be. Yeah.
2: Pippin's like, hey, friend! And yeah, Frodo's like, oh god, no! And Sam's like, he beat my master!
0: Yeah, Sam and I are on the same page here.
2: Yeah. Uh, Anyway, Farmer Maggot talks the stuff that pretty much everyone keeps talking about, which is encountering a strange person. And then after that, he invites the hobbits inside. So why not? They uh, do go in to get more information, and also he provides them with some beer. So Pippin's extra happy. Uh, And uh, Farmer Maggot asks what they were doing and also teases Frodo about the mushrooms. So at least he's not trying to actually have his dogs eat Frodo. (laughs) Oh,
0: look, I hit you when you were a kid. Let's joke about it.
2: <laughs> yeah. And
0: um, also, like, you meet his 15,000 children, and it's like, geez, have you all been beat on by this man? Do you need help?
2: Probably. <laughs> <laughs> blink, I'm sorry blink that twice. came out
0: funny. I probably shouldn't joke about it, but whatever.
2: Oh, blink twice. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, but nope, when Farmer Maggot met Frodo, uh, at least this time, he wasn't super concerned about mushrooms, but rather a little bit more concerned about something slightly more, you know, important, that uh, there was a strange visitor after asking after him. And obviously, we are intuitive readers, it was a Black Rider! Gasp! Dun dun dun. Yeah, um, so the Black Rider came along and one of Farmer Maggot's dogs took one sniff at the Black Rider and let out a yelp and ran away. Which, like, definitely, These are hardened, battle-ready dogs. That would make me run away. Like, oh god. Yeah. Oh god. But nope. Farmer Maggot stands his ground. Uh, The Roto... Or the writer... The, <laughs> the Roto. <laughs> <laughs> the writer asks after Frodo, and Farmer Maggot tells him he's in the wrong part of the Shire. The writer's like, uh, nope, been there. Frodo's gone, and offers to come back with gold, but firmer maggot then threatens to sick his dogs
1: on the rider which so these writers are so much more talkative than i ever thought they were right yeah like using complete sentences and proper grammar
2: it was almost polite like yeah you will tell me these things when i come back and i'll bring gold (laughs) have a lovely day like that's valid
1: you do me a service and i will pay you for it like wow what happened to the just threatening people with swords I think this and is being actually very, very creepy.
0: Bribery.
2: Yeah, he's like, Baggins has left, he answered in a whisper. He is coming. He is not far away. I wish to find him. If he passes, will like, you tell me? I will come back with gold.
0: I still think it's kind of creepy. Like the way that, like, I can see where maybe it wouldn't have played that way in the movie. But the way that they describe them, just the way that their sentences are and their creepy voices and their black robes. It still seems quite creepy to me.
2: I think, like, the first part seemed really creepy to me. And then when it was the second, like, the question, like, will you tell me? Like, no, just say, you will tell me. That's true.
0: Yeah. Him politely asking a hobbit for information is a little counterintuitive to the fact that they, you know, tortured Gollum and, generally speaking, are taken over by evil, live in kind of another dimension. Yeah. Yeah. Etc., cetera, etc. Cetera.
2: I don't know. Maybe he was like, I've already scared off this guy's dogs. I think he needs a little uh, extra something, something. <laughs> Money. <laughs> Money, not propositioning. <laughs> God. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. So Farmer Maggot does, you know, completely refuse, threatens to sick his dogs on the rider, even though one of the dogs has already just like taken one sniff and ran Bulted. away. But yeah. uh,
0: still. I like. That we finally meet a hobbit, I think, that we're supposed to think of as being, like, a good one. Because I think, you know, the Sackville Bagginses would have sold photo out, no problem. Mm-hmm. Except that this one also beat photo as a child. <laughs> like, what <laughs> the fuck? Hobbits are messed up.
1: They are very I think it's a product up. of the time, right? Because corporeal punishment didn't used to be quite so. Right,
0: but even when it was a thing, not everybody did it.
1: Yeah, well, but know? it's also not the... Frodo getting beaten that scarred him for life as much as it was the fact that Farmer Maggot's dogs were going to kill him if he ever came on this property again. So, I guess I don't think Frodo is as fixated on it as you are. (laughs) Or we are. It just bothers me a lot. When I think given
2: that Sam was also so affronted by it, it's to imply that at least it's not... You know, if you would want to, I don't know, consider, as we've talked about, caste systems and stuff, like, it would actually... Tend to be like the poorer people who do more corporeal punishment. And you'd think Sam would, if this was a convention in the society, not be quite so affronted by, although maybe it is. He's like, this guy is an upper class person and you still beat him. Well,
1: also, yes, but Sam gives people that look if they look at Frodo wrong, right? So he's not my best judge of character.
2: Anyway, the whole point of this being. The writer's gone. He doesn't have information. And uh, <laughs> Farmer Maggot tells Frodo in, res- in response to this, you should never have gone mixing yourself up with Hobbiton folk. Folk are queer up there. Uh, <laughs> and I just think it's super great because, like, all of the Hobbiton folk are like, ooh, you know, Frodo spent his time over, you know, with the...
1: The brandy bucks. The brandy
2: bucks And just kind of the classic, like, Country area, everyone distrusts each other thing.
1: They're practically foreigners over there. Literally on the other side of the river.
2: Yeah, it's like a two days walk.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I do enjoy that hobbits seem to like forget that there's an outside world.
1: Yeah. Where mm-hmm. people
0: are actually from different countries.
2: Yeah. Farmer Maggot also does intuit that Fredo is worrying about how to get to the ferry and offers that, uh, they can stay for dinner and then he'll ride them to the ferry in a wagon. And it's all much more comforting and anticlimactic than in the movie.
0: Everybody loves a good hayride.
2: Yep. I didn't get to go on a hayride this year. It was very sad. Um, but anyway, so they, they do that, you know, we have a nice dinner. Then they ride, uh, in the wagon in the dark to, uh, Hear anything that approaches and not have a lantern to notify anyone to their presence, and they start to hear klum, 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 klum. <laughs> that was terrible. Let me let me, you pull- need your coconuts,
0: <laughs> that was really good.
2: Uh, cupped hands <laughs> yeah. in-, in lieu of coconuts. Mm. Um, <laughs> they hear the sound of hoofs and hide, but uh. Farmer Maggot hails the figure, and uh, they reply in Mary's voice. Yay. Not a black rider. Just a hobbit.
0: I love that they then talk about him, like, coming out of the fog or whatever, and suddenly, oh, he's normal-sized and on a pony, not a horse. (laughs) And I'm like, yeah, I've been there. In the fog. Yep. Everything's (laughs) creepy.
2: So much so. So yeah, Farmer Maggot then heads toward home and gives to a basket that mrs maggot had made up and in it is a whole bunch of mushrooms
0: oh this this is the ideal life you are known as mrs maggot and you gift mushrooms on to deserving folk
1: fungi yes she is a and you
0: embrace the aesthetic appeal of mrs (laughs) maggot i assume you wear dratty it's somehow stylish clothes you're kind of creepy looking and old, but also a little timeless. Anyways, I want to be Mrs. Megget. <laughs> I don't want to be married to to anybody. I just want to be known as Mrs. Megget and gift delicious, delicious mushrooms onto those who have won my good graces. This is my dream now.
2: That is, it is a good a good ideal to hold yourself to. I had a dream
1: once. <laughs> Sorry, I love that movie. <laughs> Um, I thought it was very interesting that of all the things Hobbit's prize, mushrooms is what's going to take the cake. Because we have heard so much about, you know, parties and drinking and pipes and it's mushrooms. Mushrooms are their downfall. They are greedy for mushrooms the way big people are greedy for gold.
0: Well, it seems like there's good beer and good pipeweed all over the shire. You know, anywhere you go, you can get some good stuff. But good mushrooms hard to come by. Mm-hmm. They maybe only grow in this in the East Farthing. You know, that's maybe the only place that the climate, because the shire is so very large, it has different <laughs> climates. <Yep. laughs>
2: also, it's quite possibly a drug joke. That
0: also yes
1: It could be. That's true if it wasn't it is now
0: (laughs) as much of the shire is um anyways mrs maggot is my ideal please only ever call me that from now on
1: okay mrs maggot
0: thank you emmy
2: yeah i think i mean for all of the terribleness of him beating frodo farmer maggot is like kind of terrifyingly fierce as far as hobbits go like not a practice
0: while beating children
2: (laughs) there you go (laughs) You're not going to
0: make me like this guy.
2: No, no. No, you don't need to. It's just fascinating that this guy literally, like, it's like a creature of evil comes up to to his door. And we we lauded the old gaffer for, you know, having a conversation with him earlier. But, um, yeah, that that Farmer Maggot just, like, not only, like, talks to this creature without cowing, but threatens
1: him. Epitome of get off my lawn. (laughs) Like, I feel like,
2: you know, if they had had Farmer Maggot actually in the movies, he would have been like Clint Eastwood, like terrible. <laughs> he's the American yes, hobbit. Terrible old guy, yes. but
1: just get off my lawn. I did really whipping. think that a shotgun would not have been out of place in this scene. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. He's the, the hick American yep. hobbit. <laughs> That's why they couldn't have him in the movie, because they were in New Zealand and couldn't find anyone who could do that.
1: Yeah. Yep. And then God, really very little happens after this. Sorry. Well the okay. the
0: chapter just sort of ends. They're like, hey, it's Mary. That's that's it.
1: Yep.
2: And then oh yeah, mushrooms.
0: Yeah, yeah, mushrooms and mushrooms and Mary. Aha. Everyone's favorite combo.
2: <laughs> no, I, I think I like that this chapter, even while they're kind of walking through and facing the threats, is a, a little bit more of the kind of slice of life of what it's like in the Shire. And, you know, I like like hearing about Frodo go- growing up stealing mushrooms and having the kind of the back and forth of people over here thinking the Hobbiton people are weird and vice versa. Um,
1: I definitely appreciated this way more reading it now than I did when I was reading it after watching the movies as a child. The much slower pace, the more lyrical writing.
0: Yeah, I like the growing danger. And... If this were my first time reading, it would piss me off, but because I already know what happens, Mm -hmm. it's fine. (laughs) It's like when I play a video game. The first time I play it, I have to speed through and ignore as much of the side stuff as possible because I need to finish the story. But then I'll play it again and do every single side quest imaginable to get everything because I already know how it ends and I don't need to rush.
1: I would agree with that for everything except for the deep roads in Dragon Age, which make me want to die. Well, every time,
0: I don't actually have a comeback for that because yeah, they're pretty fucking terrible.
2: <laughs> I I just made it to the fade part.
0: Oh, the fade. Well, that's true. Sucks that was also too.
1: confusing. Yeah. Why do we love this game so much? If like two of the major plot components are the worst.
2: Because. Because it's really just so good. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, I, I like I like reading it chapter by chapter. Because again, yeah, same thing. I feel like I can actually take the time to enjoy these chapters and not just want to get to the next thing. Also, there's a great line at the beginning where Ferdo says, I don't want to answer a string of questions while I'm eating. I want to think. And Pippin replies, yes. good heavens at breakfast.
1: Also I relatable. highlighted that in my book and was like highly relatable.
2: I know. It's like before coffee. Yeah. I don't it's know about too this. too early for
1: thinking. no really not a lot i mean even though this it didn't feel like a boring chapter but i arrived at the end of it and was definitely like did anything happen yeah i think it's probably that slice of life vibe there's not a lot to talk about there's not a lot to discuss because it was just proceeding apace
0: it was just walking along yep
2: mhm
1: quite literally, literally
2: proceeding apace yeah ha, ha, ha. but, but it's- walking meandering
1: but- listen give me this i never make puns i'm not smart enough for puns hey Ah. i
0: made a little snorting noise of appreciation Mm
1: -hmm. oh good thank you thank you
0: you're welcome i do like how he's keeping with the creepiness of the black riders without revealing like i hate that he didn't reveal okay (laughs) how to explain i hate that he introduced somebody who knew exactly what they were And didn't tell anybody who could use that information. But I do like that we don't know. And that there's still just these creepy things in the background.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I think actually thinking about it. Like knowing, not knowing. Or if you're imagining not knowing what they are. Mm -hmm. um, It's like another big hint with the dog. Like freaking out. Because we do have that traditional mythos of like dogs. You know, being able to sniff out ghosts and stuff. So that's like your first hint that these things might not be alive.
0: Yeah, or exist on a slightly mm-hmm. different plane of otherwise existence. We
2: just, yeah, otherwise all we know are they're creepy, they're after Frodo, and they're the servants of the enemy.
0: And I guess this chapter is the first time we hear them make their their shrieky sound. Mm-hmm. Their shrieky cry, and Frodo talks about how he can hear words in it, but can't make them out. That's pretty creepy. <laughs>
1: Sorry, I thought that's what we were doing now.
0: You're we gone. have a Nazgul Internet. noise competition
1: where we just ask people to submit their best Nazgul impressions. They sound like that. Yes, please, please I'm give so us I'm so looking
0: forward shrieks. to listening to many clips of... <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I'm so sorry to people listening. You
2: have to cut that out. No, don't no. make them listen to it.
0: I don't have to do anything.
2: (laughs) Well, that's true. You should just find a way to title the episode that. (laughs) Just, Just, ah.
0: (laughs) So, they reached, well, no, they didn't reach their destination. They reached Mary.
2: They reached Mary. The ultimate destination.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Mary and Uncle Brandybuck. I must say, so actually, two things. That... One of them hasn't technically come up yet, but this chapter reminded me of it. I do love how throughout the journey, Sam will learn the proper names for things, but will still call them the names that he first learned them by. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't think he ever says Nazgul. He always says Black Rider. I don't even think he says, like, Ringwraith. It's always Black Rider. Not that we know what these Black Riders are yet. Excuse me. And he always says Strider. I don't think he ever says Aragorn. Huh. So Sam just makes up his mind and sticks to it. Yep. Um. Not that we
2: have any idea who Strider is also. Nope. Um. Who is this mysterious Strider? Definitely not someone whose name has come up before. Yeah, sorry. Apologies. Of course, not that we know the name Strider yet. <laughs>
0: um. Oh, and another thing that I really loved how they did it in the movies, because it always struck me as hilarious, is the, the absolute seriousness of with which uh, Mary says, Buckleberry Fairy. (laughs) In the movies when Frodo, and they like run into them, and Frodo's just like, we we must get to Bree. And they do that like close up on Mary. And he's like, right. Buckleberry Buckleberry Fairy. fairy." Follow me. And like, how do you say that so seriously? I hope they burst into laughter a lot in that scene. Anyways, that's my thoughts on Buckleberry Fairy. The most ridiculous name.
2: Also, like, the movie basically implies that they get to the ferry and cross it, and they're in Brie. <laughs> this is so not true.
0: <laughs> yeah, but they couldn't have them stop for a second supper.
1: <laughs> <laughs> a second supper and a bath and to sleep, and then we'll, we'll get we'll on the way. Yeah. We'll talk about that. Yeah, that's it. It's just we just we have a whole lot of of stuff
2: to walk through and get through before we even make it to Brie.
0: There's so much more walking in the
2: book. So much more walking. If you would like to submit guess a favorite uh synonym for to walk for us to use in future episodes, please do. And your Nazgul noises. And your Nazgul noises. <laughs> so let's leave
0: it there. Our next chapter is chapter 5, A Conspiracy Unmasked. <gasps> and dun, dun, dun. we will do that next time.
2: Oh, when you when you want to uh submit your Nazgul cries or synonyms to us?
0: You can do so on Twitter at Tolkien or by email at uh, wanttoreadtolkien at gmail.com and if you do ever want to leave us a review or anything on your podcast listening platform of choice, we would appreciate that. I do believe we are now on Spotify, so you can find us there now. Yay! And I believe that is everything, and we will see you next week, and I have been Mrs. Meggett.
2: I've been Rachel.
1: And I've been Emmy.
0: And see you next time.
2: Bye. Bye.